Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the state of Indiana is going to appeal the pandemic unemployment ruling. I get it. We see what's happening with the hiring all across the country, but we've seen data that doesn't necessarily show that the unemployment, the extended unemployment benefits are leading to the problem. Doesn't mean we don't know that there's a problem. It doesn't mean that on a very, very easy to understand basis, if you pay people to stay home, they won't go to work. People will find a moment of contentment and do it. It is a learned skill. And there are some people who have a natural predilection. I have a predilection to getting up and crushing the thing. If I didn't, I wouldn't do three radio shows, including now two video series, which are coming out. I wouldn't. It just wouldn't be my, my nature. My nature is to go and try and do and build. A lot of people have a nature. I shouldn't say a lot of people. Far too many people have a nature of letting somebody else take care of them. And then some people, it is learned. This is where that cultural comes into play. Why should I have to do X, Y, or Z? The government will take care of it. I didn't cause COVID. COVID was caused by, well, I assume they believe Trump, even though that's not true. And so now the government, uh, they took away my job, so they'll, now they'll pay me uh, until everything is safe and sound. Perfectly safe and sound. Nothing's ever perfectly safe and sound. And so people got paid to stay home, and employers having a hard time finding people to come back to work. Extending unemployment benefits, that extra $300 a week, could have a lot to do with that. And so what's the answer from the pseudo-intellectual set? What they do is they mock the employer and say, well, the problem is you're not paying enough. Guess what? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. This is an employee's Employees bargaining chip now. What's happening? We should pay the president $200,000 a year less. No way that job is worth $400,000 if this is the way he's going to treat the American public that pays that salary. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. In Indiana, the governor, Eric Holcomb, saying, you know what? Uh, we can't do these extended unemployment benefits anymore. It's hurting things. It's not necessary. Like Get people back to work. We're good to go. So Indiana, like many other states, said we're going to put an end to this. He got sued saying, you're not allowed to put an end to this. Your job is to get every federal dollar available to uh, the people of Indiana, to Hoosiers. So you go out there and you get it. And a judge named John Hanley said, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And he believes that the plaintiffs have a likelihood of success. The federal programs that came to an end was the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation, which provides a $300 weekly add-on, the, Fe- the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, which provides recipients extended benefits after their traditional 26 weeks are exhausted, and then there's a couple other ones in there. The Mixed Earner Unemployment Compensation provides $100 additional weekly benefit for individuals who are eligible for regular unemployment benefits, but also earned at least $5,000 in self-employment income. 
All of this comes back to put pressure on the business owner. Best of luck finding people. And for the ridiculous garbage argument of pay them more, you're making the argument that market prices don't, or market forces don't exist. Can't make the argument that market forces don't exist. They do exist. And you, government, can't be just saying, well, pay them more. Or, or, or what? If the market doesn't bear it and we can't afford to do it, we can't hire them. And therefore, by not hiring people, we can't actually make the business run. So now they're out of business. What's the what's the advantage here with the with the nonsense from from Joe Biden and the nonsense from people thinking that somehow they deserve to get paid for sitting at home? It's an awkward moment. It's an awkward moment because what we've seen is that the, this 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 French view of the world has taken way too big of a hold and we've got a president who is down with that? I think that's the, the 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 real ugly part of this story. But it's not the only news out there. One of the big stories is the idea of Speaker of the House Donald Trump. Hello. Hey, sir. Just talking about you. I know this has been floated. I didn't know until the other day that somebody would be taking it seriously. Follow. The bouncing ball. You're Donald Trump. You want to get back in the game. Yeah, you can run for president. But why should you have to wait when you can punch people in the head right now? So what do you do? You run for Congress. Now, the district that he lives in is held by a Democrat. But there is no rule that states that you have to run in the district that you live. There is no rule that states when it comes to Congress that you have to live in the district that you serve. Doesn't exist. No rule whatsoever. So he could run in a neighboring district. There's also another conversation about Speaker of the House. There is no rule that the Speaker has to be a member of the House of Representatives. Article 1, Section 2 states the House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers. Nothing says that you have to be a member. So where does this all come from? This comes from the idea of letting Trump be back in the game, be able to control messaging, be able to control focus, but not have to run for president. I think it's one of the crazier things that is coming up. And I believe this is one of the great examples, in this case it's Fox News, of filling column inches. Now, if he had four or five Republicans actively discussing the idea of Trump for Speaker, I think that the story here by Chad Pergram can be written. In this case, yeah, this, this, is, this is a fluff piece. First, I am not 100% sure that Donald Trump would win, uh, depending on the, the district, of course, in Florida. I'm not, I'm not speaking poorly. I'm just recognizing the facts. Secondly, it would be a lot of fun to see Nancy Pelosi hand over the gavel 
to Donald Trump, that would be special. The only time it's happened where a, a former president has gone to the House was, I think it was John Quincy Adams went back to the House. Uh, Andrew Jackson went back to the Senate. They impeached him. They, almost, they, they impeached him. They didn't convict him. And then he went to the Senate and passed away soon thereafter. So it's possible these things do have a history. But one should ask themselves, if we're going to entertain this kind of thing, what's the win? What is it that the party gets? And I can't answer that question. I can't answer what the value is if Trump is the Speaker of the House. Certainly the Speaker is a power position. You get to control what comes before the House. You can hold things up. You're, you really do have a, a lot of, of, of say and play. Never mind the fact that you're third in line, uh, you know, or second in line after the vice president. That's that's how secession goes. But what really is what's what's the purpose focus of this conversation? And the answer that I come to is none. And we have to stop going down this road. People are obsessed. Trump 24-7, Trump all things. No, 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 no. That's a leftist maneuver. That's not our maneuver. They are obsessed. Did I share with you? This is Jim Acosta approaching Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama at the house. Mo Brooks is getting onto his bicycle. I didn't know he rode a bicycle. He does. And Jim Acosta wants to ask questions about what? January 6th. So you take the bike to work, huh? Sometimes. Congressman, is there any way we can get you to talk about January 6th? I do not do interviews with CNN because I do not trust CNN to be honorable or truthful. Well, can I ask you, do you still believe I've Antifa already, was behind I've January 6th? i what I'm going to say. I don't trust you all to be truthful or honest. Well, can you tell us if you regret what you said on January 6th? I do 6th? not trust CNN to be truthful or honest, so I do uh, not. Well, I'm just asking you CNN. questions. I'm asking you fair questions here, sir. Why can't you answer the question? I do not trust y'all to be truthful or what? honest with anything it's CNN on, does. It's on video. If you can just talk to us for a moment. Oh, you guys will lie through your teeth any chance you get. Well, give you the chance to come on if you don't mind. Now, true... This is, as people quoted it, a master's class on how to deal with CNN. Uh, of course, you don't have to give any of those people the time of day. They're not worthy of giving the time of day. A lot of lying goes on at CNN, and we know this for sure. But you'll notice that the question that Jim Acosta is asking about is January 6th. No questions about the bombings that took place. The U.S. bombing uh, militia targets, uh, Iranian-backed on the Iraq-Syria border. Then you have uh, the militias firing back, and now the U.S. is firing back at the militias. No one is talking about the war be- the, 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 the drumbeats of war. Absolutely no one. What are they talking about? Trump. CNN, nothing about bombings of U.S. soldiers, just something about the condo, something about the, the condo collapse, which is awful, please. That's a news story. Uh, the Delta variant, 
And check out this headline. Delta variant is forcing officials to rethink COVID-19 measures, even for the vaccinated. Yeah, they're totally interested in keeping you locked down for forever. And then it's about Trump. Trump is everything they have. They cannot get past it. They cannot avoid it. They cannot get away from it. These people are drugged out of their mind on the Trump juice. That's their issue. The American people want to know how they're going to afford $3 plus a gallon gasoline. They want to know how they're going to get back to work or get others back to work in a way that allows them to grow a business and thrive. That's what they want to know. They want to know exactly how much spending is this government considering and how much debt is it going to apply to their great-grandchildren. CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, they only want to talk about Trump. So why are we getting involved in this game? They believe that talking about Trump is somehow good for them. People believe that talking about their future and what's happening to them is good for them. I'm with people. This is a leftist game. Jim Acosta is not a journalist. January 6th should have been stopped, but it wasn't an insurrection. And you know how I know this? No one's been charged with insurrection. You would think there'd be at least one charge, and maybe it'll come, but it hasn't come today. It's unseriousness. It's meant to keep people from bigger conversations and bigger issues and bigger discussions. Things that actually impact people. So I don't think that Chad Pergram, who I think does good work, should entertain such a thing. Trump for speaker? Sure. No. Whatever. Can I get to now the things that matter? We're a long way away from 2024, and Trump's not running for Congress. So let's just get to the things that matter already. I'm Tony Katz. So should Gwen Berry be allowed in the Olympics? This is now a conversation, and my answer is yes. That doesn't mean I approve of what she thinks. And it doesn't mean that there isn't a question about why in the world are you acting out like this? What is wrong with you? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. This is the uh, woman who does the hammer throw. She came in third, bronze medalist. And I think some people are making a good point. We're focusing on her, and we're not focusing on the people who won, on on the woman who, who won uh, uh, a hammer throw competition, who's going uh, to the Olympics and representing the United States. That's Deanna Price. Brooke Anderson got the silver medal. So Price's throw was 263 feet, 6 inches. She beat her own American record. Brooke Anderson threw for 255 feet. 
and Barry threw for 241. There's a big chasm of feet there between first and third. But people are talking about Gwen Berry because the American anth- uh, the national anthem plays and she's turning her back on it and she's pouting and putting a t-shirt on her head. And people are like, you, you shouldn't be on the Olympic team. You hate the country. Oh, she's going to fight systemic racism. The systemic racism, of course, that kept her from being able to achieve uh, the dream of being on the Olympic team. Oh, wait, it, it, it didn't. So now the question before us and people are asking is, should she be allowed on the Olympic team? And you have Republican uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw saying, absolutely not. And Charles C.W. Cook saying of National Review, absolutely not. Isn't it self-evident that she shouldn't be on the team? Not for me. As, As I was saying earlier, not for me. The argument about whether she should be on the team is about whether or not she passed the test. Now, if you tell me that the team has rules and standards, okay. Well, I don't know what those are specifically. I would like to know what they are. Uh, So what are they? If the rule and standard is you don't do that to the national anthem, okay. And if you don't trust that she's not going to follow the rules, right? If you think she's going to uh, screw with the rules, well, then you don't allow her on the team. and You don't embarrass yourself. You don't... uh, you know, let the country be embarrassed by her. Even though there are athletes from other nations that now take a knee during their their national anthems. It's so pathetic. It is so, you know, notice me. And that was the best. She clearly was saying notice me, and then when people notice her, she's like, oh, you're all obsessed. Um, That must be it. I do think the real question is why does she want to be on the team? Why does she want to represent her nation? Just go to the Olympics and go as a... And independence, and don't don't do it for a nation. And there, go do your thing. Now you now you can do anything you want. Yeah, there there is a way to do that, right? If if you're if you have a nation that has a reason that can't be at the Olympics, or or there's some other uh, strife going on, you can go as a, as an Olympic athlete, and not necessarily to represent your nation. That's possible. If she wants that, she can do that. But it is indeed strange that she wants to represent the nation and then do all this acting out. Never mind that she's just fundamentally wrong about systemic racism. They're all wrong about systemic racism. And a failed recognition of how far the country has come and how much better off we are. No recognition of that at all. And I think that's just, that's just ugly. I don't know all the politics of Olympic athletes. I just don't want anybody acting out. Just take the medal and we'll say congratulations. But let her perform. I'm Tony Katz. The Georgia Attorney General leaving it all out on the table against the Justice Department and the Attorney General Merrick Garland. I think it's important to know. Attorney General Garland came into office saying he was going to depoliticize the Justice Department, falsely claiming that people of color are going to have their vote either 
not count or somehow they're not going to be able to vote is disingenuous at best and patently false and wrong at worst. And, 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 you know, I think Americans should be very concerned seeing the Department of Justice being weaponized, as our Governor Brian Kemp said, weaponized by political activists who just don't like how Georgia's doing its business. Today may be Georgia, but tomorrow may be somebody else. And this is very, very troubling. We should be clear that the Attorney General Merrick Garland is a political guy. He's an anti-Second Amendment guy. He was a terrible choice for the Supreme Court. I was very happy that Mitch McConnell held up his nomination. And yes, it's been a constant lie about minorities in voting regarding voting laws in Georgia. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, great to be with you. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter at Tony Katz, go to TonyKatz.com. You can support the show right there, get the podcast right there, get all the cool stuff right over there. It's a lie. No one discusses Delaware's laws. No one. But certainly bigger and bolder than what we see in Georgia. Georgia's laws didn't stop anybody from voting at certain times. Just didn't happen. To say otherwise is a lie. But when we see people push this, it's purely politics. We know this because we heard this directly from Jen Psaki. We heard that she knows and is proud that it's political. Voting rights, um, I just I just want to be clear. Are, are you saying that the White House had no contact with the Justice Department about this decision uh, to move forward in Georgia? Um, is, is, is the Justice Department completely independent? On no, I'm not. It's a, it's a priority to the president. But and yes, of course, we are well allowed to know. But it is, uh, I was not meaning to convey that. But it is a decision made by the Justice Department to move forward. But a, clearly a priority of the president to take action wherever we can in government to make it more accessible to vote for people across the country. Go ahead. So you admit that the the Justice Department is following your lead and doing your bidding to ensure an attack on the people of Georgia who have engaged new legislation regarding voting and keeping the vote safe. That's pretty ugly, if you ask me. Uh, Also ugly is what's going on right now in Syria. U.S. military under multiple rocket attacks because they have struck, uh, the U.S. has, Fought back. Let's take us back to just the other day. The Biden administration announcing that there were rocket attacks against militia groups on the Iraq-Syria border, Iranian-backed militia groups. We heard that certainly some high-profile targets were, were killed. I think it was six people, but we didn't have any other data because nobody, nobody has been reporting this story. Then 
They, the militia groups, returned fire, according to coalition spokesperson Army Colonel Wayne Morado, at approximately 7.44 p.m. local time. U.S. forces in Syria were attacked by multiple rockets. There are no injuries and damages being assessed. We will provide updates when we have more information. We'll see who's been concussed or got headaches or who's got any type of of, uh, shell shock. That's all we heard about. When it was Trump, you heard that it was it was soldiers who were being hurt, and it was the drumbeats of war. And you hear nothing on this subject, and I'm going to keep reminding you of it. The U.S. has now responded, conducting counter-battery artillery fire at rocket-launching positions. John Kirby, press secretary for the Pentagon, described the initial attack by the U.S. as, quote, defensive precision airstrikes against facilities used by Iran-backed militia groups in the Iraq-Syria border region. Selected because the facilities are utilized by these militias engaged in unmanned aerial vehicle attacks against the U.S. and facilities in Iraq. My argument is not about whether or not we should have done it. I think that's a, a worthy conversation. I still have been still doing the, the, the research. I'm still not 100% sure. Maybe I don't know specifically what the, the, the administration knew about what may be coming if these areas weren't taken out. But I do know Congress wasn't consulted and Democrats are not happy. But they're not talking about it publicly because nobody's talking about it publicly. Understand what it is that no one is talking about publicly. U.S. troops were fired upon after firing upon militia groups based at the request of the commander-in-chief. So there's a question of whether or not it was necessary. Then you have the U.S. taking fire, and now they're responding to it. We call that a war. You don't want to call it a war? All right, we won't call it a war. We'll call it a war. All right, producer, all right. War is right out. We're not calling it a war. No uh, war. Do me a favor. Uh, o- o- open up your little computer there and, uh, and, and find uh, synonyms. Find synonyms for war. Let's run it by, people. Let's see what else we can call it besides war. We fired. They fired back. We fired again. It's not a war. Right out. Skirmish. Can't call it war. So what do you got? Skirmish. Hmm. Perhaps it is a skirmish. Okay. All right. What are my other options? Conflict. Oh, no, no, no. Conflict. Conflict is what you have with a Trump supporter in your family. This can't be a conflict. It's too easy. Next. Struggle. No, the struggle is what the resistance is going through. Definitely not a struggle. Next. A tussle. A tussle? Um, That's too sexual. Next. Clash. Clash? Again, too sexual. Next. <laughs> uh, contest. Or, yeah, yeah, contest. Um, You can't pronounce it, can't be used. Next. Fair enough. Um, that's a, uh, battle? No, 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 no! It can't be. It can't be a battle, right? Uh, the 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 battles for the heart and soul of, of America, says the Joe Biden set. Maybe it's a skirmish. Yeah, my first choice, I think, was the best. A tie, uh, a little, uh, a little rumble. No, 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 no! Rumble happens in wrestling. We have missiles being dropped on U.S. soldiers. And we are calling it a skirmish. Sure. Fine. Good. Whatever.
Newsweek wrote about it. U.S. military, quote, under multiple rocket attack in Syria. Unquote, after strikes, fires back. If this was the days of Trump, U.S. soldiers in fear for their lives because of Trump, multiple rocket attacks will leave them dead. It will be something something just insane. I, I, for one, can't believe that the entirety of, of, of new media, of social media, and others aren't on this subject. They're not there. It's stunning, shocking, embarrassing that we are not discussing this that we are not asking questions i want to know i didn't get to the to the entirety of of the jen saki uh presser or, or, or pressures lately how many people are going to ask her about this demand to know how many american troops are in harm's way if trump was in office this is all we would hear about. If Trump was in office, this is all we would know about. There would be no other subject. But as I shared, you got Jim Acosta doing the brave, brave work of asking Representative Mo, Mo, uh, Mo Brooks, so do you, do you feel bad about you feel bad about your vote on January 6th questioning the election? There's nothing wrong with questioning the election. Nothing wrong with questioning the election. Democrats have done it many times. As long as you follow procedure, there's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with riots. But Jim Acosta is not worried about riots to take place in Minnesota or in Seattle or in Portland. No, no, no. He doesn't care what happens to you. He only cares what happens uh, to the people who he loves. We're in a back and forth with militia groups. No one's got a question to ask? That's pretty strange. Keep your eye on what's going on there. And as you notice people not report about it, that's the bigger story. I'm Tony Katz. I have no idea why anybody thought it necessary to get Al Gore's opinion about anything. But somebody wants to get Al Gore's opinion on, hey, do you have any uh, advice for Donald Trump? Well, uh, I'm not sure that whatever I say to him would have any uh, impact whatsoever. Uh, But just on the off chance that it would, I would say... Please do the right thing. Acknowledge reality. Stop hurting this country. Stop undermining democracy. Honor the great and honorable traditions of the United States of America. 
he sounds like a car salesman, but that's an insult to car salesmen, and I'm a huge fan of people who work for a living, so I'd like to personally apologize to car salesmen. Doesn't he sound like he should be a character out of The Simpsons? Like Troy McClure's less successful brother? What is Donald Trump doing to undermine democracy? He lost, and he's no longer president. But you people keep talking about him. This is the point that I'm making. They can't stop. We should talk about things that are more important, like Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia recognizing that you can't spend forever. You put me anywhere you want to in the political spectrum, but I think I'm pretty much centrist in the middle where most people are and pragmatic enough to figure, okay, I understand you've identified the need on this side, but we've already spent how many trillions of dollars as attending to a lot of those needs? How much more can we afford? Do you want more debt? I looked at this morning, we're at 28, almost 0.5 trillion dollars of debt. How much more can we add on, Stephanie? How much more can we pass on to your children, the next generation? We've always said, we're writing checks our kids can't cash. And it's a shame that we're putting a burden. So let's, let's concern that. The political left hates that kind of talk. And they hate Joe Manchin for having that kind of talk. And as we shared, people like power-hungry Ocasio-Cortez couldn't care less. She doesn't care about that at all. Just spend. Give her what she wants. Is she or is she not warning you? Hey, 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 you, you have the power now. You better use it or else. Use it or else. Use it or else. There does come a moment. There does come a moment where you can't afford it. There comes a moment where you have to stop spending. There comes a moment where you have to say, we cannot afford this. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything bad about that at, at, at all. I think it's actually quite healthy to say that we can't afford this. We have to stop spending here so we can spend there. That's a much more honest look at the world, something that Americans can clearly understand. For Ocasio-Cortez, it's don't make me come after you. You've got the power now. Use the power now. Don't worry about anything. Because after all, those people who are complaining about the spending, they got their money improperly anyway. Somehow capitalism is evil or whatever the case may be. And there's still more and more information coming out about this condo in Florida. The whole conversation about repairs that were needed were people paid off uh, building inspectors to look the other way on issues never mind that they are nowhere near to retrieving everybody who is in the rubble they're nowhere near it this is a bigger story than is even being reported never mind what i think we're going to end up seeing as a, a, a as a death toll it's going to be bad. But wait till we learn that, yes, indeed, 
these reports that came from like the, 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 the guys who did the pool. Pool contractor photographed damage in the garage. The leaking, the cracking of the concrete, how it was crumbling and deteriorating. The photos that are out there from the Miami Herald, 36 hours before the building collapse. How's that to make you rethink your whole life? But if people were paid off, if people knew there was a problem and did nothing, well, when do they go on trial for murder? Everybody. When does everyone go on trial for murder? Now, I'm saying this maybe a bit early because I think we still need to get some information. I think there's still some uh, some uh, assessment and some, some in- investigation that needs to happen. But no, it's not going to be the kind of thing where someone just forgot or we could have done this better. If there are payoffs and if there are people who didn't do their job, people got to go to jail and it's got to be for murder. How is it not? But I'll wait. I will not jump the gun. I'll wait for some more investigation. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone.